This morning on You Know My Name and Not My Story is a true story that will touch every listener who may have had or is considering the newest vaccination of the history of our current generation. I believe we all relate with some of the things we will discuss and hear today. We may often more towards people with pre-existing conditions or a variety of health concerns. Today's guest is a young, vibrant woman with an established career, confident children, grounded in faith, brave, living the life in Southern California. Her choice to protect herself and others has altered her life for the moment, moving her into a journey you will now hear. Good morning, Jen. Hi, good morning, Kathleen. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. How are you today? I'm, I'm doing good. Thank you. Good. So for people that may have turned in a little bit late and missed the announcement, can you just give us a little background on yourself? I would love to. Um, hi, everybody. So I live in Southern California and I have three children. I have a vibrant career in the residential real estate industry here in Orange County. Um, super strong faith. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Um, I was brought up by a professional athlete. My dad was a horse jockey, and I enjoyed the golden age of uh, jockeys like Willie Shoemaker, Chris McCarron, Lafitte Pinkai. But having said that, the reason it's important, I was brought up with strong and stringent physical fitness um, as a way of life, as a part of life. not something you think about, but something that's bred into you. So I've been physically strong and athletic since I was born, since forever. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I was, um, for the listeners, I haven't actually met Jen face-to-face, you guys. This girl is um, not only beautiful in spirit, but beautiful physically, and, and what she is enduring is not an easy task. And just knowing your background, um, right now, what you just shared with us, Jen, um, I'm sure it makes it all that much tougher, but, but I know that you're strong. I, I know that, um, what they're about to hear is going to touch, um, the hearts of our audience. So let's move towards your belief to getting this vaccination was to protect yourself, right? Thank you, Kathleen. It, it was actually, if I can really clarify the reason I got the vaccine was to protect others. I didn't Mm. get it for myself, but because I have, I'm in an industry where I have such high um, face-to-face with the public, with my colleagues and with clients, that is the reason. I I felt so much pressure, um, honestly, within my industry. I thought I might lose clients. I thought, I didn't know uh, if, if my company would be upset with me. I didn't want to be the person that was looked at that was the one that was considered not being safe to everyone else. So the only reason I got it was so that I could go about freely in my career, being around people, going in and out of events, knowing that everyone else felt they were safe because of what I did. Thank you for clarifying that, Jen. I didn't know. I, I'm glad I I'm glad I, I asked the question and that you were able to clarify that so I could have clear facts here. So tell us your choice of vaccine. 
I actually got the Pfizer vaccine. Um, we thought we researched. I thought I researched. We thought we did our due diligence. What we don't, what we didn't know at the time, because you don't know what you don't know, is that if you don't go to a platform like DuckDuckGo, you're only going to hear and research what they want you to know. But we didn't know that at the time. So the areas that we researched were telling us it's safe, it's fine, it's good. And so I went ahead with it. I got the Pfizer vaccine, the first dose, only one dose, August 24th, 2021. Okay. And um, how soon after you got your immunization did you notice changes and what did that look like? Within days, I was uh, horrifically ill and crippled with MIS, multi-system inflammatory syndrome, and sciatica. But the, the, the things I experienced in, um, immediately were severe and extreme um, vomiting, uh, diarrhea, uh, the pains, it, the bloating and the pains that took place in my abdomen uh, were like knives. I had the tightness in my chest. I had uh, I, I had a pill in my throat. It felt like a horse pill. I couldn't I couldn't swallow over. I had an insane headache, chills. My body ached and my legs collapsed beneath me. From the beginning, I couldn't walk. My my limbs went numb, but to touch my skin was excruciating. My legs would crumble. They I would have excruciating pains coursing through my body. I literally had to be carried to do everything. I had severe cognitive impairment. I woke up terrified one night because I couldn't even have told you who the president of the United States was. I couldn't have told you who ran for president. I couldn't have told you uh, the facial features or any details about what the person looked like. I also had loss of my fine motor. I couldn't I couldn't pick up a pencil, hold it. I couldn't type on a keyboard. In my cognitive impairment, I, I knew people were talking. I could not process what they were saying. I could not process a response in my mind. I, I couldn't I couldn't process things when I read. I couldn't pull words together that that even made sense. That's crazy and frightening. It was terrifying. It was utterly terrifying. And I have MIS. I, I got it right away. Multi-system inflammatory syndrome attacks your muscles, tissues, joints. For me, it it at first and, and right now, it's attacked the muscles from my waist down. Uh, the inflammation and the poison and the toxin was so fast, so immediate, within weeks, I gained 25 pounds of inflammation, toxins, water weight. Literally, I was unrecognizable. I had to be transported to a doctor immediately on an emergency visit. I received some care and I was able to to function. I, I gained a little bit of mobility. And by a little bit of mobility, I, I still couldn't stand or walk, but I could move my legs. In the beginning, 
my body crumpled up more like a like a fetus position. I couldn't extend my legs. I the muscles were were so attacked. I couldn't put my arms in the air. I couldn't I, I could not use my body in the normal functions of any any part of everyday living. That is terrifying. Um, you've shared with us physically what that looks like. And I'm hearing in your voice emotionally what that feels like. How does that affect you mentally? Can you tell our audience? In the beginning, we had no idea what could have happened. Uh, in your wildest dream, you don't think you're going to get a vaccine and that the vaccine is going to make you so sick. So in the beginning, uh, when I was terrified, I, I did have night terrors. I knew that MIS could go to my heart. I had a poison inside my body. It was being attacked. And that poison could go to my heart. I could have a heart attack and die instantly. I didn't sit in the macabre of, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. But I had moments of terror that I was bawling in an anguish, horrific mental and emotional anguish that I had something that that could happen to me. And it was happening to other people. But I wouldn't find that out until I started to research and try to figure out what was going on with me. Because in the beginning, doctors, doctors didn't even know. They still don't know, folks. They don't. The doctors I've gone to, I'm their first case. I'm their guinea pig. They haven't seen a vaccine injury yet. It took months before my doctor even gave me the vaccine injury diagnosis. He originally just followed protocol like you would if you had a broken leg or a pulled muscle. His hands were tied until a period of time took place that he could actually, I guess, maybe prove that it, it truly was a vaccine injury. But literally, I had to endure the excruciation of no one knows how to how to fix this. And there are cures out there, but for each individual person, it's different because the vaccine attacks each indiv individual person a little bit differently. Even if I have MIS, it's primarily uh, attacking my muscles from the waist down. A 19-year-old girl that has it or had it recently died of a heart attack. This poor girl who thought she was doing what was right instantly died of a heart attack. For me, it's attacking my muscles and, and my muscles spasm all day, every day, throughout the day for 175 days now. And they quote unquote, call it a muscle spasm. What it feels like, because I've had three children, is like a muscle contraction. The most obscene Charlie horse that you would ever experience. And it seizes my muscles, a muscle, a set of, mul a set of multiple muscles. It seizes them into this thing that feels like a labor contraction. But on top of that, it, uh, when I got the vaccine, it attacked my spine. After an emergency room visit, I found out I have a bulge disc. So on top of these labor contraction pains, I have sciatica. 
that's further exacerbating the pain. They tried to give me medicine. I was I was really doped up on massive amounts of uh, pain meds and muscle relaxers. You name it, anything, all of it. Lots of ibuprofen, which later I would find out uh, from Lori at the Los Angeles Regenerative Institute with Mark Galili that Advil is toxic for people that have had the vaccine, people in my condition. I had to quickly get off the Advil because it was probably contributing to my problem. But could I have found that anywhere on the internet? Not on Google, uh, you know, only if I went maybe to a place like DuckDuckGo. So for me, they had me on so much medication to mask the pain. I would have good days and I would have a lot of days of bedridden. Don't mistake bedridden for bed rest. There was (laughs) no rest and no rest and constant pain and uncertainty of life is excruciatingly torturous, cruel, obscene, not not civil, not I mean, who does this to a person? So the pain was masked to varying degrees depending on how bad I was that day. They had me hopped up on gabapentin as well. In the beginning, I was I was on so much medication. As anybody knows that's had a, a surgery or anything done, to be on that much medication is not in existence. So I tried very hard to, to find solutions, but I'm jumping ahead, Kat. Um, that's I, okay. I think I answered your question, right? Can you help yeah. keep me on track here? Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, we want to, we have as much time and as much as we have as much time as you have breath. <laughs> it's important for people to know that I've been to so many multiple doctors, specialists. I've had epidurals, trigger point pain injections. I go for my third epidural on uh, tomorrow on Thursday. I've had cortisone shots rounds and rounds of steroids, heavy level pain meds, nothing ever has fully taken away the pain. Now, as I sit here today in month six, actually, uh, like I said, day 175, I'm on Lyrica. Lyrica is doing a much better job of masking the pain, but I still experience the pain all day, every day. And chronic pain excruciating pain all day, every day, every second of your life is a terror and a horror in and of itself. When I go into these episodes, it's like a horror movie. It's so excruciating. It's so horrifying. From the beginning, I couldn't have my children with me anyway, because we didn't know if what I had, I could give to them. But the reason I go to my children right now is my children can can barely be around me as it is because it's too traumatizing on them to physically see their mom uh, in this condition. It, it it is it is it is affected every close relationship I have. Some and many and most for the good. It's mended the relationship. Old grudges just just. They fade away when you're facing something life-threatening. 
but some but some relationships uh, have not remained. It's torn my life apart. Cat, I, I need you to keep me on track. I've got sure. I've got a cognitive brain in, impairment, guys, and part of it is I still lose my train of thought regularly. I I um I have memory loss, and I I stammer to 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 refine uh, a, a very rich vocabulary that I've had my entire life. So. Um... That's so much information you shared. Those words are so powerful. And um, I were asking me about the mental anguish that it puts me yeah. through. So I was touching on it a little bit. Yeah. I'm in anguish. I'm in anguish uh, every day. But I have to, I have to, I have to power over that. In me, my faith is Jesus Christ. Um, and I've got to tap into my power source every day, throughout the day. My faith has become so much stronger because in my condition, bedridden means you cannot get up and stand and function and get out of bed. Bed rest means you're taking it easy, you're resting everything up. It doesn't insinuate that you're in excruciating nonstop pain. And the only relief you get might be from drugs that make you really loopy. And then the only relief you're getting is a manageable level of pain that you can learn to cope with at that time. Right. So Jen, um, what, what is your daily, if you're, uh, um, can you tell us a little bit like on your daily regime? What does that look like every day when you wake up? I'd love to tell you my daily uh, regime, Kat. Thank you for asking. And keep me on track, okay? If I, if I veer <laughs> off on a rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm known to do it. <laughs> so, from the beginning, I had to be on meds around the clock. If at any moment the medication starts to fade, the pain rushes back at lightning speed in massive proportions. So, from the beginning, I've had to be on meds around the clock. And my med regime is not two Tylenol arthritis every eight hours. Mine is handfuls of, uh, okay, so let, let me just insert this. It's a sidetrack, but you have to know it. The pain meds were so horrific at one point, just gonna be totally transparent, folks. And you know what? I trust you can handle this. And I trust if it was your loved one, you'd probably say, do the same thing. And if at the very least, you'd understand. In the beginning, when nothing was really helping, I did have um, some holistic practitioners ask me, Jen, have you ever smoked weed? I'm not a weed smoker. Have I tried it in my life? Yes. Have I had this talk with my children since I've gotten this injury? Yes. So I know I was never allergic to the marijuana flower, but the vaccine activated allergies in my body. So I'm also dealing with horrific allergic reactions, but the the marijuana flower did give me a lot of relief, but I was allergic to it. So I had to go on a hunt and I went to an allergist that I was already meant to go to. And he said, a lot of people are found to be allergic to the marijuana flower. Well, I thought a lot of people want the marijuana flower. If they're allergic to it, the people that the, then the makers 
of things know this and they want to keep giving that uh, constituent a product. So I researched and researched options, alternatives, solutions that are natural that might help me. I came across Kratom, K-R-A-T-O-M. And I have to give my girl Lexi Zimmerman a shout out because she's the one that told me about it. Kratom is a coffee leaf. And when you consume it, it has wonderful benefits like pain relief, relief from inflammation. Uh, it helps with depression, anxiety, insomnia. So, so I'm on that. Um, I'm also on some hemp-based indica products that are also extremely helpful. I'm on these products right now, so you know, as you listen to me, I'm not slurring my words, I'm not hopped up. They're not psychoactive, but especially for people that do not have a history of um, the marijuana flower in their life, the effects are even better because your, bo- your body doesn't have any resistance to anything. So I enjoy a very euphoric effect, uh, pain relief, relief from inflammation, like I said, all the things. So darting back to what do I, what do, I do every day? Mm-hmm. Every day what I do is I have to take Kratom, Indica, Tylenol, multiple uh, supplements that we'll get into in a second so I don't lose my train of thought. And then I take my Lyrica. Uh, uh, Lyrica is twice a day, although I'm already, I've already had to double that dose. But everything else, I take handfuls of it. A grown adult, a grown male adult could take one Kratom and, and feel an incredible effect from it. Kratom is an interesting product in that it meets the need of the consumer. I take anywhere between four to six Kratom every three to five hours, every day since I've known about it. Now you see the effect it has on me and it addresses my pain. It's an interesting, interesting supplement in the sense that I need that much to address my pain. So it goes to work attacking my pain and inflammation. Somebody else that's not dealing with something this severe, they might take one, they might take two. But for me, for what I'm going through, in order to get out of bed every single day, I wake up. So first off, let me say, it's very hard to fall asleep. Every doctor and specialist has said, it's going to be worse at night, and it is. The pain won't die down. On top of that, I get restless leg syndrome. I have knives and and shards of glass that stab the joints in my knees, my ankles, the tops of my feet, my hip joints. My muscles contract. The, the pain's excruciating. So it's not unusual. In fact, I was up till 2 a.m. this morning looking at this podcast I was going to do with you, Kat. I finally <laughs> took uh, two Tylenol PM. And, and it did start to calm down. I had my heating pad. It's critical that my environment is warm. So I have a warm environment um, in this cold, cold weather. I've got a heating pad. I, I finally fell asleep uh, around 5.41 a.m. Get some medicine in me after falling asleep last night. I literally, I won't be able to move. I won't be able to get out of this bed. So I have everything sitting by my bedside. 
I start taking handfuls of medication and I, and I gulp it down with water and I wait. I wait for it to take effect so that I can try to stand up. Some days I can stand up and walking very gingerly, I can make my way to the bathroom. But this has, this has been rare. It's been increased after I started Lyrica. Lyrica addresses the, the nerve pain. So it addresses that sciatica that's trying to uh, strangle that muscle on top of the, uh, what I'm already feeling in the spasm and just the chronic pain that I feel. After I take those supplements, it takes hours for me to get up. Uh, for me, I turn on things that are going to fill my spirit, my heart, my soul with what I need to power through the day with strength, fortitude, a positive edit, uh, and a positive attitude. I stay on that medicine. That medicine never leaves my side. And I am on handfuls. You could see some of the pictures on my Instagram. Handfuls of handfuls of meds every three to six hours so that I can have some mobility. On a, I have some mobility. Uh, I can maybe take a shower. I know we noticed that I'm trying to move. Here at my little cottage in Laguna Beach, the shower's wonky, it's tiny. It's like a little baby hobbit bathroom because it's a converted space. Uh, the, the, the floor of the shower is uneven. I can't move anyway, but trying to get into the shower uh, and, and trying to function, trying to stand is extremely difficult for me. So maybe I get a shower in, maybe I don't. I go to doctor's appointments almost every day, every day. I live bedridden, researching for a cure. I'm reaching out and networking uh, with people I know. And if you look at my uh, social media, a side note is this. In the beginning, when I didn't know what I was tackling, when I didn't know like really how long it would be or, or what it was going to take, I and I was so hopped up on drugs, I wasn't reaching out to the world. Uh, I was being taken care of literally 24 seven, uh, every hour of the day, every day, all day for months. Um, as we tried to go to the, through the protocol of the doctors, it's only just recently that I was able to completely get off all pharmaceutical heavy meds, um, muscle relaxers. I'm so, I'm so thankful that I, that I was able to find it, that it was brought to me, uh, because I know that, that, what we put out there is what we get back. You can call it reap what you sow, uh, the energy of the universe, um, uh, what goes around comes around, karma, whatever you want to call it. But what we put out to the world is absolutely a, a law of the universe. That is what comes back. So when I was well enough, I fast-tracked getting on and starting to document my story. Um, just a side note, shout out to my ex-husband, Darren Porter. He's in, uh, you know, production, film, branding, all of that. And very, very early on, he said, take videos, document what's going on, uh, record, uh, your, your say things, talk to the audience about what's going on, take pictures. Mm -hmm. 
and he's archiving this in the hopes of doing a documentary. Uh, so thank you there. But he he coached me. Get going on this. This is huge. It's going to blow up. Everyone's going to need to know your story. I was too weak, emotionally a wreck, out of it from heavy medication, which we all know also does cause you know depression. It makes it it brings you down. It doesn't lift you up. Right. When I broke out of that, thank God by the grace of God, I was mm-hmm. able to start to have my voice again. The cognitive impairment is has um, been getting better. I saw a neurologist. He gave me high hopes that I'm going to get better and better. And I believe in miracles. See my healing. This side of glory. I've come to terms. If I don't, that conversation with God was excruciating in itself to accept the fact. Mm-hmm. To relinquish the fate of my life, to know I had to be willing. If it never changed, would I still believe? Would I? Would I still cling to him? And that was an extremely. It was. It was hard, guys, folks, people, audience. It was. It was so hard, but I got there. And, and, and thankfully I got there early on and after I had the conversation that I accepted what I had I accepted that I accepted I could have a heart attack I accepted I could be crippled the rest of my life I accepted I accepted a lot but I was freed that very moment the hugest weight in the world was lifted off of me and I knew I was going to walk this journey with God. I was going to walk it with my friend, Jesus Christ, that he had me in the palm of his hand. And I was able to open up my palm and give him control. Now that's my faith. And I appreciate the audience accepting my faith and what I have in my life. I respect everybody else. What you believe, what you believe is going to get you there. And I thank you um, in advance for for respecting me and accepting me and my journey and who I am. And this is who I am. And I have to say, great, great freedom. And immediately, just like the word says, my tears replaced with joy. Mm-hmm. I had the oil of joy or something like that. Theologians don't get on me. I had joy, <laughs> gladness, peace hope Mm. in the midst of this not instead of I had it and so the way I start my day is by tapping into my source and I and I have uh there's hundreds of thousands of of us jab injuries and there's sites like jab or injury underscore USA and there's hundreds of thousands of us and I I've made friends on there Want to give a big shout out to my new bestie? Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep that confidential. I don't want to break any trust, but I have one, and I've got several friends, and I've told them, you've got to find the positive thing that fuels your spirit, that fuels your soul, that lifts you out of, lifts you out of yourself, that 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 gives you strength and a higher, and something higher, 
And so I start my day fueling myself with that. I, I research, I take meds, I text my children, I FaceTime them. I, I reach out to people that are sending me cures. I'm transported to doctor's appointments. Um, I have binged a couple shows, gotta say. And, uh, but for many jab injury people, uh, reading is hard. Even some people listening is hard. TV is hard. But my day is, is spent looking much like an invalid. On good days, I've been able to practice my walking. The inflammation is, is under control and the pain meds and everything's in alignment. And I, and I can have chunks of time where I have high levels of mobility. And for me, I literally thank God and say, thank you for reminding me, even if it's just a glimpse of who I was, who I am and who I will be again. So that's the way I start my day. And, and that's the way I, I actually go, go about throughout my day. And for our audience listeners, I got up this morning. I'm here. I'm listening. And amen to everything that you said and amen to the power of, um, I think lots of times, you know, I'm a cancer survivor. So much of the journey of life I that we can't hear the through. recording anymore. Really? I'm still here. It's still recording. I think we're still here, Jen. We're going to keep going. Um, can you hear me, Jenny? Hello, hello. Okay, well, I'm going to keep going. Um, so you shared so much hope right now. I want to hear, I have a hard question. Can you tell our audience what your biggest fear is? Okay, we're back. You know what? I just have to say, for all our audience listener, the, um, Jen and I are women of faith, and we have been praying because this message definitely needs to be heard. Right, Jen? It does. It, it, it really does. Because, uh, I mean, clearly, I'm not anti-vax. Really, right. what I am is pro-choice. You choose yes. what you want. I choose what I want. But... I, we need people to know if you choose the vaccine, this could happen to you. Definitely, definitely. And you know, I am a cancer survivor and my team of oncology is very against vaccination. And I actually had one of them and um, I have to stop at one because my body's rebuilding and we don't know, um, you know, with the DNA and all that stuff. So I agree, it's get your information, make a choice that works for you, but also be aware of the possibilities of what could happen. So um, before we got disconnected with technology, I wanted to ask you a few hard questions and um, I, I, I prepared you for them last week and we've talked a little bit about them, but. Um, I know you are a woman of hope. You shared um, your positive attitude and your strength and your faith. And um, from your story that I've been following here for a few weeks, um, you you are going to uh, make a stamp in the world um, for this time and season. 
But I do want to talk about um, what do you feel is your biggest fear going through this journey right now, Jen? My biggest fear is that I die. And that sounds simple. Sounds like that would be anyone's answer. But I have three children that still need me. And I have great fear that I'll leave them, I'll leave this earth too soon. Mm-hmm. Now, other than that, my greatest fear would be to not get well, to be, to live a life bedridden, crippled. But, you know, Kathleen, that's a tough question for me because I don't live in the realm of fear. I know you do. I push that so far away. Yes. I live in, I live in the realm of fight and hope. I love that. You do. And, you know, I know that you're going to gain a bunch of um, followers to support you. Um, one thing we didn't touch on, Jen, and um, I'm hoping that you'll be op- open to sharing a little bit about this, but before this journey began, I mean, you were successful. You had like the bomb career in a field that you love in the real estate arena. Um, I don't know what your circumstances are financially, but I know when I went through my own journey of illness the last two years, um, any type of illness ongoing can hit us hard. So financially, how are you doing with all of this? It's got to be a lot of money or what did these treatments cost? Uh, um, how has it affected you? Kat, I'm so glad you asked that. Let me just take a sip of water. Of course. I'm so glad you asked that because my scenario and the scenario of uh, most jab victims is you're disabled immediately. And I was immediately put on disability and finances, finances are a struggle. I did have a, I, I'm not going to say did, I have a career. I have an industry here in Southern, uh, Southern Orange County, um, even North Orange County, parts of North Orange County, a, a vibrant career in the residential real estate industry. I have made countless, countless friends and colleagues I have had such an awesome experience in my industry. I'm loved. I'm respected. Um, I'm taken at my word. It's it's it, it is vibrant. I've been a few different roles in the residential real estate industry. I'm not a real estate agent. It's very important uh, to specify. Um, actually, uh, after COVID, I went back into title. So I'm a title rep. Before that. I was a business development executive for mortgage bankers. My life, my skill, which ties into my ability to be a platform and a flagship in this vaccine injury cause, because I'm at the front lines of it right now. I'm one of the first people. I'm speaking out and I'm, I'm, I'm making my voice heard and I'm taking a stand. But that comes with Uh, lots of practice behind it because my entire job was to know what I was working with and essentially what are the skills and things uh, that my mortgage bankers could offer and then going to the world 
and telling people about our brand, about what we do, about what's going on. My entire career was vibrant. It was meeting with people. It was helping real estate agents grow their business. It was making friends and colleagues. We have fun events in my industry. It's, I was like an outside sales rep. I mean, I am an outside sales rep, but if anybody that's not familiar with the type of work I do, I'm out in my car at meetings, at open houses, in front of people, finding out what are their pain points, what's going on, and then uh, finding solutions and being the voice of my company. Um, And we all know as salespeople, we represent our company, we find the people that need us, um, or even who don't know they need us, and we make relationships. I had a highly relationship-driven career. I'm excited to return to it. I'm thankful I work with Western Resources Title. Uh, I was recruited by the CEO, Ed Lorette. Uh, They are still holding my job for me and I'm excited to get back to my career. I have thousands of friends in the industry. So many people have reached back out uh, to help me financially to pick me up to drop everything and pick me up and transport me to a doctor's appointment even if it requires hours of travel for them i've got a friend that's going to come snag me up thank you diane allen she's going to come pick me up tomorrow drive me all the way to anaheim and then i've got um my former father-in-law lloyd porter he's going to pick me up bring me all the way back to laguna beach have friends you know willing to help me to any degree but finances are an issue and anytime you go through anything like this extra stress like finances and being able to survive is very real as we all know it's it's a serious thing um so uh early on um i got into the vares and the pfizer programs they, uh, they have immunity or whatever the word is called by the government on their vaccine, but they already knew they were going to have lawsuits. So they already have uh, things established and places to go with your, with your claims. Um, I also look into anything I can with um, paid family leave for members of my close members to me that have sacrificed their life to care for me. And 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 because I've needed 24/7 care, um, uh, a girlfriend of mine, Gabriella Master Batista, started a GoFundMe page because she's like, "Girl, you've got to get the word out, and people will help you." The bottom line is, I have to rid myself of these toxins if I want to be well, and that takes holistic approaches, flushing out the toxins, the heavy metals. Those things cost; they don't fall under insurance. You know, it could be, it's $350 to $500 for the first consultation. You know, it could be like $165 just for one IV chelation. I need to get on protocols uh, of, of supplements and things that I'll take all day throughout the day on a, on a rigorous schedule for weeks just to get well. And so a GoFundMe page was started so that I could have the financial resources to pursue options like that. I, I haven't, I've, I've tried them. I know they work. I want to do them, but I can't. Um, finances and the hardship and the struggle is 
is very serious right now, you know, and in, in for a jab injury case like me, like any of my friends. Right. Right. Um, we believe that we will find a way to overcome that obstacle. Absolutely. Yes, we will. We right. will. <laughs> we will. Uh, or I will die trying. And not only do I want to get well, but this show is so that I can prevent others from getting this and help others that have it. Yeah. Like, here's what I did. I'm cured. Yeah. Try these things. It, it may or may not work. Everybody's different. This is attacking everybody different. Like I said, even people with MIS are, are experiencing it differently. But that's the goal, right? Right. We are all coming together because this is happening in such... I don't want to offend people, but it's it's mass genocide. Lame, mutilate, and kill. You know, population control. It's, it's, it's going into bodies and hurting. How many professional athletes you know, Kyle Turner, or, I'm not sure of his name, the mountain bike fella from, what is it, from Colorado. And he got the vaccine and has the same symptoms as me. He was a professional athlete that was sponsored and he, and he had people promoting him and, and he lived according to his athletic ability. And now he cannot even live. Uh, it, you know, in so many words, right? His ability right. to live was taken from him after making a choice that he thought was safe. His government told him it was safe. My government told me it was safe. And and now there he is. And now here I am. I can't perform. I can't even barely function in life, let alone perform my job. So... Yes, I'm I'm fighting to find the cure and and I'm going to pursue it with every cell in my body. Right. And for um we we've covered so much and we had the interruption of a disconnect but we're back and I wanted to say is there anything that, that we haven't covered in this first um interview with you cuz I know you're going to come back and keep us posted on your story. Um, um, I, I, I know that you will do that for us, but is there anything that we haven't shared that you want our, not our audience to know before we, um, close? There is so much I want to share cat, but one <laughs> thing is coming to mind. One thing is coming to mind and it's this, this also affects the reproductive organs. Oh yeah. It, ki- it kicks women into early menopause. So, rabbis of a certain Jewish community found that the women that were getting the vax were going into early menopause. In the Jewish community, as in many religious communities, having children, teaching those children about your faith, having the legacy and keeping the line um, open or full I don't know how you what your word you use yeah that they literally that they literally stopped every everyone from getting I'm not going to say everyone they stopped the females from getting the vaccine they did a thorough rigorous report and that report can no longer be found Hmm. it's even even on dating apps it's happening 
where men are asking if women have had the vax because they know what could happen to them. It's likely they could be kicked into early menopause. My reproductive cycle has been messed with. I could have been kicked into early menopause. Our choice, our liberty, our freedoms are being taken away because we chose to do something right. That's that's not right. Would you agree, Kat? And and these things are these things that happened, but you can't find them because they're being put away. They don't want anybody to have awareness that something as negative as this and in such mass numbers of people could happen if you get the vax. And so there are those of us that have it that in lovingly, I'm saying it lovingly, I'm saying believe whatever you want to believe and do according to your conscience dictates, but know the facts. I have, uh, you know, I went to the emergency room. They found my bulge disc, but they they literally brushed me off. I have friends in the in the jab world that are having their heart is racing at a rate that it could that it could burst through their test. They go to the ER multiple times. They're sent home, and it, and they're told it was anxiety. Like doctors are are not coming out with this. They're either pushing it aside or they literally don't know. I have told my doctors, literally, you want to see me as much as I want to see you. And I'm going to tell you why, because this is coming. It's an onslaught and you have an opportunity to learn about it now because this will come. It's here. The bomb has blown up and we're beginning to see it. And doctors need to see people like me. Every time I get on the phone, I hear no, you're my first one. And I say, then you need to see me as much as I need to see you. As much as I want to know what you can do to flush things out of my system, you're going to want to know as well. Um, you know, I want to touch on the thing about kids. There's no way kids should be vaxxed. There's no way they should be wearing a mask. Not at all, not whatsoever. But I'm also going to say this. The trauma of what I've endured in the excruciatingly painful disillusioned journey because the, the, the finding answers there's you get you know the, the blank stare and the deer in the headlights it's it's so traumatizing the level of pain i've endured as a positive strong uh, adult a child would would not a child wouldn't make it if you vaxxed your child and they got this the trauma would destroy their life, even if they made it through, which I, I don't know. I, I, in fact, I'm certain a child, uh, it would be, it would be unbelievable unless the parents knew to get them the treatments right away. Our children are our next generation. Uh, putting vaccines in them, riddling them with, with illnesses that are that are brand new, like cancer or AIDS, uh, you know, it's it's unheard of. It's it's obscene. I, I just had another really good point I wanted to tell you, and I, I lost my train of thought again. But the truth <laughs> is, but, but it's so critical for people to know, oh, this is what I was going to say. When I was listening to the interview uh, with Kyle, the professional athlete, he said 
the vaccine. And so he said, hey, I'm a mountain, I'm a mountain, I'm a bike rider. I'm I'm not going to say mountain bike because my memory, I don't want to be misquoted. He's a bike rider of some sort as a professional career. He has a lot of injuries in his closet that he's healed from. After he got the vaccine, it activated the pain in those injury points. This vaccine activates things that God meant to leave dormant, at least for now. Mm-hmm. I was born with epilepsy. It's common to grow. It's, it's not unheard of. It's common for children to grow out of epilepsy at the age of five. I did, but it's still in there. And with this vaccine, it could activate seizures. It could mm-hmm. go to my heart and give me a heart attack. Mm-hmm. For something that I did, not for me. I didn't do it because I thought it was protecting me. I did it to exist in the world that's being shut down and fear-mongered. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and, and with such a face-to-face industry that I'm in, I literally thought I would lose clients over it. I would lose my livelihood. I literally thought I would be ostracized, shamed. Because people are afraid that's the reason nothing else and and this is it's extremely important when we talk about you know finances and and what this does to a person um i don't know so you were asking me last thoughts my last thought is i wanted to really reiterate and make it clear that um i really am not on here to bash people that choose to get it I am not a thousand percent, but I, I'm living it and therefore I'm so passionate to create awareness that people know this could happen to you. And because I have to go when I'm on, when I'm on social media, I can't even spell out vax injury, jab injury, because my stuff will get taken down from Facebook, IG, uh, you know, I, I don't even know what other ones, maybe Twitter, LinkedIn, but social media is being controlled and people are getting tagged and booted. People mm-hmm. lose their entire accounts because they're speaking out of this. They get completely shut down without a voice. It's important that we keep our voice. We live in America, the land of the free and the home of the brave. Well, this is it. This is our land. We are free. I am one of the brave. We're Americans. We are not Americans. And we need to stand up and be Americans. This is who we are. This is what we were born into. Our God-given privilege to be an American. America started with giving a voice to the people. And America is trying to shut down that voice. We cannot shut down the voice ever. No. Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade. A woman was given choice over her body. What happened to that? We don't have choice over our body anymore? Oh, so much good stuff here today, Jen. So much good stuff. So I'm going to say our goodbyes, but I need you to stay on the line. Um, Okay. And it has been such a pleasure and such a joy as it always is whenever we talk and text. I feel like we're in the same room. Um, We will have you back again. We will keep your story alive for you. It is our privilege. 
I'm so glad that I saw um, your ex's post. It infuriated me. And you know my name, not my story, is about sharing things that are true, that are factual, and that are real. Our show is about awareness. It is about having a voice. So I appreciate you so much for being um, bold, being candid, and speaking truth to both sides of the audience today, wherever you're at um, on this this issue. And just, we wish you nothing more than, than good health. So thank you so much. Yes, Kat, thank-, thank you so much for having me on. It's my privilege. I'm the one that's honored that you would see my post and that you'd choose me. I'm uh. so thankful that you allowed me to be a voice to be heard, I mm. I cannot thank you enough. And you are a prime example of the new friendships I've made. Real people in the world, loving people, <laughs> yeah, that who want everybody in the world to have the best chance at their best life. Exactly, exactly. Kindred spirits here. Amen. So, uh, <laughs> amen. So lastly, um, until we meet again, We want you to stay hopeful and be strong and believe. If you audience listeners like the message that you hear today, we'd like you to listen to it and share it with a friend or someone who needs to hear the message. If you have a story for consideration or a business that would like to share airtime with us, please reach out through us through our messenger. Make it a great day.